Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, the big story in the NFL this weekend is did Taylor Swift go to the Chiefs game? And why, sure enough, she did show up in Kansas City. Travis Kelsey had his best game of the season. He finished with a touchdown, 12 catches, 179 yards, and 35 friendship bracelets. So what a haul. (laughs) I had a friend who has uh, season tickets who was at the Chiefs game talking about all the hubbub around Taylor Swift and everybody. As many people facing that box up there to look at Taylor Swift as uh, (laughs) watching the players on the field. Yeah, I've seen clandestine videos of her arriving at and leaving the stadium through the bowels, surrounded by security and that sort of thing. I think it'd be cool if she just got in line and, you know, came in with everybody, have somebody wander purse and, you know, walk in with the rest of the cattle. Maybe that's one of the many things that drove Joseph David Emerson crazy. Uh, Joe Emerson is the pilot you've maybe heard about by now that... uh, on a flight to San Francisco, Alaska Airlines decided he was going to kill everybody, including himself. 80 people on board. He was riding the jump seat on the plane, tried to cut off the flow of gas to the engines. Luckily, was wrestled away. We have the audio right here. This is from, does this him talking to? Who's, who's talking to who here, Michael? Uh, this is, um, I believe, the other pilot talking to the tower, so okay. we have him subdued. Okay. We've got the uh, guy that tried to shut the engines down uh, out of the cockpit, um, and he uh, doesn't sound like he's causing any issue in the back right now. I think he's subdued. 
Other than that, uh, yeah, we want law enforcement as soon as we get on the ground and park. Yeah, I'm sure you do want law enforcement as soon as you get on the ground. And now that we've subdued the maniac who tried to kill us, all those on the left of the plane enjoy the Seattle Space Needle. Wow. Holy cow. So this guy was an off-duty pilot. He was in the jump seat, just catching a lift back home or whatever, and decides, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cut off the gas to the engines and kill everybody. Sweet mother of God, these times are too mad for me. Holy cow. So the article I read, they immediately... Uh, went to people who know the guy, worked with him in the past, people in the neighborhood where he and his wife and kids live and everything like that, and everybody just says, what? He's as normal a guy as I've ever met in my life. Not uh, A number of people saying there's not one strange or interesting thing that would lead me to believe he's the kind of guy that would do this, which I find horrifyingly frightening. Is like, is everybody capable of just having their brain snap like that? I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that I grew up a you know 15-minute drive from John Wayne Gacy's house in Chicagoland that the idea that somebody was ostensibly normal and amiable and everybody got along with fine could be a monster. I just kind of grew up with that feeling. I was guess. he Was he that? Like everybody thought he was normal? That serial killer? The clown killer? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, he was maybe a little quirky, but he's an amiable fella. Showed that. up at the neighborhood parties dressed as a clown and entertained the kids and stuff like that. Okay. Anyway, uh, as the ancient radio show reminded us, who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Yeah, I don't know. I'll be interested to hear more about this. If uh, pressures of something made his brain snap or medicine or tumor or who knows what. Yeah, wow, good possibilities. I'm not ho-humming this. I'm just saying. You sound like you're ho-humming the idea of a guy just all of a sudden snapping and wanting to kill everyone. I I don't know how to comprehend it. I don't know what to do with it. Anyway, coming up this Imagine hour. Imagine how weird that was for the people trying to subdue him who, you know, maybe worked with him before or, you know, well, yo, dude, what are you doing? And the next thing you realize, this guy's actually trying to kill us all. I think that would uh, fire up your punches a little bit. They'd get a little extra zip in them or, or your strength. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. So super. Anyway, uh, coming up this hour, a reminder of what Palestinian leadership walked away from in 1990. As the great oppressor Jews, according to the woke left, are running an apartheid society, blah, blah, blah. Also, one of the most brilliant pieces of writing about the awakening now among so many people to what we've been trying to tell you for a long time, that is the the woke left, the the far-left progressive neo-Marxist crowd in America, including on our university campuses, are nuts and they're dangerous. This is not like scary, exciting, right-wing, boogity-boogity. It's just self-evident. I read a piece by Neil Ferguson. There could be no more sober, brilliant, and respected historian who said essentially the same thing. We are sowing the seeds of our own destruction, teaching these uh, doctrines to these young people. So anyway, more on that to come. But uh, we thought we'd touch on some things that are not death and horror. Um, For instance, this. That stuff you heard about uh, hitting the snooze alarm, that it's a terrible idea? No, according to the Journal of Sleep Research, they found no evidence that using the snooze feature on your alarm negatively impacts sleep and cognitive processes, and that those of us who tend to sleep or wake up very groggily, it actually uh, helps with morning drowsiness. You're slightly more awake once you get up, uh, depending on how many times you whack it. 
She, but so, so how many times are you supposed to whack it? I'm sorry. That was probably a poor choice of words. Uh, hit the snooze alarm. Uh, snoozing ranged from 1 to 180 minutes, according to the study. Now, wait a minute. If you sleep another three hours, that's not snoozing, right? You know, whack it too many times, you're going to be late for work. <laughs> All right. Uh, second study analyzed 31 confirmed regular snoozers found that for every 30 minutes they snoozed, they lost six minutes of sleep for a net gain of 24 minutes. Although uh, they, sometimes yes, it d- does leave me groggy. All right. I, I feel like we ought to move on. So if you're a snooze alarm <laughs> aficionado like myself. I don't, um, I don't, I don't wake up. Gro- I w- I'm as awake as I'm going to ever be the second my alarm goes off immediately. That's the way I'm built. That's as foreign to me as being able to fly. I got one kid that's like me uh, that is that way. And then the other kid's like his mom, kind of a really kind of groggy, takes a long time to remember who you are, what day it is, what it is. Oh, that's right. I have a job, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, So, yeah, it's I I think you're just you're you you have no control over that. You're either that way or you're not. Yeah. Um, So is the snooze the same for both those groups? Uh, no, if you don't need it, don't bother. It it tends to help people who are groggy. Hmm. The, the the groggy among us, including I use myself. the snooze more as a I can't face the world. I can't do this again today. Uh, pray to a number of gods to try to uh, face uh, the reality again. That's what I use it for. Take him a nap. <laughs> well, you know whatever gets you through the morning. Another item from the lifestyle file. This is from Wall Street Journal. The headline is. I just wasn't in the mood to work. American employees reinvent the sick day. (sighs) People in general, especially younger people, call in sick at multiples of the rates of yesteryear. It used to be, I I observed this in our own workplace, it used to be, at least I thought, super uncool to use a sick day if you weren't sick. Now it's expected. Yeah, really, only slacker losers or people running out the clock ever did that, in my experience. Uh, But, yeah, it's a cultural shift. Uh, Workers are using up sick time often for reasons such as mental health. Uh, Unlike older workers who might have been loath to call in sick for fear of seeming weak or unreliable, younger workers feel more entitled to take full advantage of the benefits they've been given, according to everybody. So far this year, 30% of white-collar workers with access to paid leave have taken sick, sick time. That's up from 21%. Uh, a mere four years ago. So it's risen by about half in four years. Employees between ages 25 and 34 are taking sick days most often, with their use rates jumping 45% from before the pandemic. 45%. Uh, It's worth mentioning, as the, the UAW folks are still striking with that weird rolling strike they're doing, some employers, such as Stellantis, complain such worker absences are driving up costs. The Detroit carmakers repeatedly brought up the issue at contract talks, saying it lost 11% of hourly worker time in 2022 because of unplanned absenteeism. More than 1 in 10 worker hours. Yeah, I'm not in today. I'm sick. Well, I uh, m- most commentary I do this show is on the side of the employer. Well, let me throw in one of those comments now. Uh, I'm, uh, if you're going to do that, I just want you to make this deal with me. Don't be complaining if you don't get as far ahead as you thought you should have, or we're hoping to in your career, or if you see other people getting ahead and you wonder if it's racism or sexism or whatever, you know, there's a lot of people that don't use sick days just to get a day off and they might move up ahead of you. 
Uh, flipping it around to the other side, though. You treat people the way people get treated in the modern world by corporations, and a lot of it is lawyers. It's not the fault of the company at all. A lot of it's lawyers. But if you're going to fire me and treat me like a criminal and march me out of the building without being able to say goodbye to people I've worked with for 20 years with a cardboard box full of my stuff and stare at me while I empty my desk like I'm a common thief, then yeah, I might be a guy who takes sick days and pretend, right. pretends I'm sick. Yeah, the whole cultural equation, the uh, the relationship between employer and employed has changed vastly in the last, you know, whatever you want to say, 20, 50 years. Um, from a, we're investing in each other as humans, we're going to treat each other as humans, I'm going to be loyal to you, you're going to be loyal to me, I get a gold watch at the end or what have you, um, and a pension, that's, that's over now. Workers are replaceable cogs, and they're more than willing to be replaceable cogs if they get a better gig a year from now. Never mind the fact that they were trained for six months and the company said, we're really counting on you staying for at least three years. They go. Yeah, and I don't, again, it's probably more got to do more with lawyers than anything else. In fact, it's probably almost, almost entirely lawyers. But, hey, companies, how do you not understand that even if I'm not the guy that gets marched to his car with a cardboard box, not allowed to say goodbye to anybody, <laughs> and you look, and somebody, I've been worried, I've seen this. The rest of us observe it. And it doesn't, like, endear us to the company and make us feel like you've got our back, I'm going to have your back by never taking a sick day unless I'm sick. When we see somebody we've worked with for years and somebody's standing over them, watching them, making sure they're not stealing as they march them out. This is a good employee. He's worked for you for years. If they want to steal, they just stole it a long time ago. But you treat people like that, it's going to work both ways. Yeah. Yep. I don't know how we ever get that back. Maybe you can't. No, like so many things, it might have just been a product of the post-World War II American dominance, peace, prosperity thing. Um, bye. Anyway, it's interesting. So if you don't feel like working, call in or email in. See, the beautiful thing about electronic Ooh, communication wow. is you don't have to fake up the, <laughs> boy, I just, I was really looking forward to working on that project today. I was probably going to stay late, <laughs> but you know, I don't want to give everybody what I got. And we've got a different sort of job, so I don't know what I would do if I had the sort of job where I could, like, it's a nice day, go, I don't play golf, but uh, take the day off and then, you know, catch up tomorrow. We don't have that kind of job, so it's never really been an option. But if you have the yeah. kind of job where you can do that, you know, you, 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 you went out, to, you went to Monday Night Football last night to watch the game, and you think, you know, I'm going to take a sick day today. I feel I'm feeling sick. a tad peaked. I ate uh, ten the, the cheesesteaks and uh, fifteen beers, so I feel sick. I mean, any doctor would test my vitals and tell me I'm sick. <laughs> the noises I'm making, I should not be in an office setting. Right, <laughs> right. I'm staying home. Any thoughts on that? Text line four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. More than 20 trucks carrying aid arriving into Gaza from Egypt, food and medicine, but no fuel. Israel fearing it could be used by Hamas. The aid meeting only about 1% of Gaza's daily needs. More than 220 families still waiting for word on their loved ones held hostage. Every story reports it like that. Israelis fear the fuel could be used by Hamas because that's what they always have done. With the fuel, with the water, with the whatever you give to the Palestinians, Hamas uses it. So it goes with totalitarian regimes, always. Yeah, boy, the news coverage is annoying me. More on that to come. Uh, This was worth mentioning. I remember this quite distinctly, just because I graduated from college not long before this happened in 1990, studying this very sort of thing. And I was then just then getting into the radio business, as I recall. But Bill Clinton painstakingly negotiating uh, over the course of many, many, many weeks behind the scenes, then in front of the scenes, an agreement with the, between the Palestinians and the Israelis trying to build on what uh, Carter had done years before. Um, but to come up with a settlement, this is when Yasser Arafat was running the PLO or a PLA at that point. I can't remember. But anyway, so Clinton read out the final document to Arafat, which had been agreed to by his chief negotiator, outlining the main points of of the future settlement. The proposals included the establishment of a demilitarized Palestinian state on 92% of the West Bank, 100% of the Gaza Strip, with some territorial compensation for the Palestinians from the pre-1967 Israeli territory after Israel was attacked on all sides by the Arab countries and won, they took more buffer territory so they'd be safer. So Israel was saying, okay, if you demilitarize and the rest of it, we'll give you some of that buffer back. 
uh, the dismantling of most of the settlements and the concentration of the bulk of the settlers inside the 8% of the West Bank to be annexed by Israel. The establishment of the Palestinian capital in East Jerusalem gave them that, in which some Arab neighborhoods would become sovereign Palestinian territory and others would enjoy, quote, functional autonomy. Palestinian sovereignty over half the old city of Jerusalem, the Muslim and Christian quarters, and custodianship, though not sovereignty over the Temple Mount, which is a sacred Jewish site, a return of refugees to the prospective Palestinian state, uh, though with no, quote, right of return to Israel proper, and the organization by the international community of a massive aid program to facilitate the refugees' rehabilitation and the economic success of the Palestinian territories. Arafat got to the end when it was time to sign the stuff and said, yeah, I changed my mind. No. And according to all of the reports at the time and historically, Clinton was enraged banged on the table and said, you are leading your people in the region to a catastrophe. But because revolutionaries are often terrible governors, uh, Arafat and his guys said, no, nope, we're rejecting it. Summit sputtered on for a few more days and then just ended. So did he say no because he wanted the problem? He wanted the, or, or he thought he could get more? I don't know. I would love to read more about that if anybody understands his thinking. Or he still thought we could wipe Israel off the face of the map. See, that's uh, the problem. I don't know if he actually believed it, but a lot of all of Hamas, a lot of Palestinians believe Israel shouldn't exist, that all Jews should be dead. They actually believe that. I wonder if Arafat thought I'm going to have too much pressure from the radicals in my coalition. They won't stand for this. I'll get killed. I'll be assassinated. I'm better off staying a revolutionary. Yeah. Which is probably true. Could have had peace for decades decades but they rejected it worth remembering as you listen to the news today if you're missing a segment of this show get the podcast armstrong and getty on demand armstrong and getty enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm signing up and playing is so easy simply sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matter more than ever place your money line prop and parlay bets with a king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. 
We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If Trump loses to Biden, it's going to be RFK Jr. that causes it. More on that with some politics news coming up next segment. Konstantin Kissin is a Russian-born Brit. He's a commentator, podcaster, a comedian occasionally. Um, but he wrote a piece that's getting a lot of attention. The day the delusions died, a lot of people woke up on October uh, or woke up on October seventh as progressives and went to bed that night feeling like conservatives. And he quotes a friend of his who said that, essentially, what changed? And he says the best way to answer that question is with the help of Thomas Sowell, one of the most brilliant public intellectuals alive today. He's old as the hills. You know, God bless him. I hope he holds on and keeps writing. I just bought his new book, actually. But in 1987, Sowell published A Conflict of Visions. In this now classic, he offers a simple and powerful explanation of why people disagree about politics. It's because we see human nature differently. We see the world through one of two competing visions that are pretty easy to understand, but they each tell a radically different story about human nature. Uh, Those with the unconstrained vision think that humans are malleable and can be perfected. Social ills and evils can be overcome through collective action that encourages humans to behave better. Uh, poverty, crime, and inequality, war are not inevitable. Rather, they are puzzles that can be solved. We just need to say the right things and act the right policies, spend enough money, and we will suffer these social ills no more. This worldview is the foundation of the progressive mindset. And then, by contrast, those who see the world through the constrained vision believe that human nature is a universal constant. No amount of social engineering can change the sober reality of humans and their self-interest or the fact that human empathy and social resources are necessarily scarce. People who see things this way believe that most political and social problems will never be solved, quote-unquote. They can only be managed, and this approach is the bedrock of the conservative worldview. Uh, Was it Sowell or somebody who said, there's no such thing as solutions, there are only trade-offs. Maybe that was Friedman, but... Hamas's barbarism and the explanations and celebrations throughout the West that followed their orgy of violence have forced an overnight exodus from the unconstrained camp into the constrained one. And then he goes into many of the reactions we've seen around the country, uh, here around the world on college campuses, the mealy-mouthed statements of college uh, professors and, and university presidents. By the way, uh, you people, you university presidents, you corporate heads, the woke left bullied you into you've got to make a statement about social issues as a company that makes breakfast cereal or or gym shoes you've or got whatever. to weigh in on a quarterback kneeling during the national anthem. Yeah, there's uh, I've got more on that trend and a great quote from the University of Chicago, which is one of the heroic institutions of actual free speech. And they're like, hey, we hold the discussion. We don't tell you what to um, you know, what you ought to say and think. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, October 8th was a wake up call for those who didn't appreciate that the ideology of the campus had spread to our city, supercharged by social media. And he goes into how so many people on the left who fancied themselves good people thought that the woke mind virus was no big deal. Quote, sure, students are shutting down events they disagree with. And it's annoying, but it's just students doing what students do. And he goes into the swastikas and the chants of gas the Jews. And as a Londoner, as a Brit, he's aghast at that. Saw Black Lives Matter, a chapter's lionized terrorists. 
Uh, in London, where I live, we watch the mayor deliver glib assurances that London's diversity is our greatest strength in the midst of a wave of anti-Semitic attacks and as Jewish schools were forced to close because of safety concerns. Across the West, we noticed that our representatives refused to condemn Hamas's kidnapping. Legacy media did what they did. Prior to the October 7th massacre, many students, alumni, and donors with the unconstrained vision trusted that universities, for all their problems, remain the best, envi- best environment for civil discourse in the West. I'm skipping ahead now because I want to get to the important part. Uh, the events of the last two weeks have shattered the illusion that wokeness is about protecting victims and standing up for persecuted minorities. This ideology is and has always been about one thing that many of us have told you it is about for years, power. And over the last two weeks, there can be no doubt about how these people will use any power they seize. They will seek to destroy in any way they can those who disagree. That's pretty clever. To do that whole, it's about pronouns and safe spaces and and protecting the vulnerable. It's about protecting the weak. Look how I'm protecting those who need protecting. And if you are against me, you're hurting the weak. Speeches, violence, all that stuff. So, and he gets into some subtopics, and uh, it's it's great writing. We'll post a link at armstrongandgetty.com under hot links. Uh, but he goes uh, into a variety of, of social political issues like immigration. He says, nowhere is the shift from the unconstrained to the constrained version starkest than on immigration. For decades, both Europe and America basked in an unconstrained version of immigration. The melting pot that absorbed uh, Germans and Irish Catholics could surely absorb those crossing the southern border. And many of these arrivals would do jobs Americans didn't want to do. Europe needed immigration because their population is aging so fast and dying off, so they need laborers and skills and the rest of it. But over time, especially from the late 90s onward, the unconstrained vision ran rampant through media and political elites. And immigration went from being, Jack, this is what you have been saying for decades now immigration went from being a solution to specific problems to a moral good in its own right 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 why do we want immigration why do we want that immigration why do we became we want immigration because immigration is beautiful diversity is our greatest strength it was just we want it for its own sake because it's so wonderful But over the past decade, more and more people in Europe and America have quietly shifted toward the constrained view of immigration. And they go Brexit, Donald Trump, New York, the migrant crisis, uh, Eric Adams whining and crying and say this is breaking us. And then Europeans who have a serious problem with a huge population of Muslim immigrants who are who have no interest in patriotism or the culture of Germany, France, Italy, Great Britain. They are much more into Islam than the nation they live in, which is fine on an individual basis. I can't tell you what's important to you, but as a country, it's a nightmare. But despite these shocking stats, the issue of illegal immigration has been impossible to discuss in polite company for decades. No matter how bad the problem became, Doree's concerns about it would almost lead to accusations of bigotry and xenophobia. Almost. Yeah, let's, and that's that's the great woke strategy. If you disagree with me, you are a bad, immoral person. Build bridges, not walls. What the F does that mean? 
Then he goes into border security, the West, Western culture, Western civilization, which has produced some of the most stunning scientific, technological, social, and culture break, cultural breakthroughs in human history. If you consider yourself liberal or even progressive, it must surely be clear by now that America and her allies are the only places in the world where your values are even considered values. If our civilization is allowed to collapse, it will not be replaced by a progressive utopia. It will be replaced by chaos and barbarism. And many people have made the point, you're gay, you're transgender, you're progressive, whatever. You would be stoned to death immediately in the territories controlled by the people that you claim to be championing. What is the matter with you? How can you not see that? So I'll hit his his, uh, excellent conclusion, then we'll move on. Will this waking up moment persist? It depends in large part on our courage to look reality in the face. As Sowell explained, when you want to help people, you tell them the truth. And when you you want to help yourself, you tell them what they want to hear. Oh, maybe we could keep that in mind when we choose our politicians. When When you want to help people, you tell them the truth. When you want to help yourself, you tell them what they want to hear. That's pretty good. Bingo. Yeah, I, yeah, it's one of the great soulisms. And the truth is that we have indulged in magical thinking for too long, choosing comforting myths over harsh realities about terrorism, about immigration, and about a host of other issues. In our hunger for progress, we have forgotten that not all change is for the better. Now the world is paying the price for that self-indulgence. Let's hope recent events are the wake-up call we so desperately need. That's some good stuff. I'd say. It's a call to realism. On the topic from last segment about taking uh, sick days, using them like vacation days, got this text, a whole bunch of people with text with uh, comments like this. In 30 years of corporate life, I've never faked a sick day ever because I don't lie. It's a line I don't want to cross even by even if my boss or job isn't wonderful. I've never taken one sick day than when I wasn't sick. That's that's why I won't do it. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to somebody I respect. Just period. I don't. I can't even imagine doing that. Actually, I'm perfectly fine in calling the boss and claiming I'm sick. Do you like try to sound sick? In some cultures, work cultures, and I was reading the long Wall Street Journal thing that we were quoting from. Um, the culture is you can say I am worn out. I need to take a day, and your boss will say, "Okay, I get it. We'll see you Monday or." tomorrow or whatever you don't the pretense of i'm suffering from a recognized medical condition (laughs) Uh, you don't even you don't bother (laughs) anyway i was just thinking with the number of people that texted something like that i've never done that i would never do that i teach my kids not to do that i would like to see some sort of uh data on this people that feel like sick days are theirs to use however they want and people that never take them uh, and uh, correlating incomes or success levels. So I would like to see that. I know what I think is probably true, but that doesn't mean it is. Well, I might counter. Well, let's see the data on premature deaths from heart attack or, you know, relationships that don't work or, I don't know, work-life balance, that whole thing. I'm not advocating that position, but well, I just... Well, you sound uh, soft. Soft and w- modern. <laughs> Come on in, China. Come on in. One of my kids works at a place that is quite demanding, but has a great culture. And it's one of those, if they're there at 7 o'clock still doing what they do, they'll say, hey, let's come in like 1 o'clock tomorrow. 
Hmm. Um, wow. Which is nice. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Hippies. Sounds like hippies, but that's fine. All right. <laughs> probably got dirty bare feet, probably. Um, Not so much. <laughs> we have the latest on some politics coming up and a bunch of other things. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Pentagon making significant moves, including reinforcing their air defenses, rerouting the USS Eisenhower carrier strike group to the waters off Iran, and telling more U.S. troops to be ready to deploy. After at least six attacks threatening U.S. troops in as many days in Iraq, Syria, and the Red Sea, the U.S. blaming Iran and their proxy groups. U.S. officials say troops would not go to war in Gaza, and the goal is to deter a larger regional conflict. The U.S. took down two drones targeting American troops at Al Tanf in southern Syria. There were no casualties. You were talking about it yesterday on how uh, this is considered, you know, not at war, not involved in the war. I mean, Hezbollah firing rockets at Israelis, a couple of soldiers killed back and forth. We're blowing all kinds of stuff out of the sky. Iranian proxies are trying to attack our troops. Right. But this is just kind of just burbling underneath. Doesn't count yet, I guess. Seems pretty active to me. Anyway, this has gotten a lot of attention. Hamas has been letting a number of hostages go people that they grabbed on October 7th during that horrible day when they did all those horrible things. And, um, you know, they killed an awful lot of people that they could have taken hostage, but they they took hostages for a reason. But now yeah. they're giving some of them back. Anyway, first let's hear from one that they gave back, and then we can discuss what you think is going on with that. This woman is in her 80s. They grabbed her and her husband. They still have her husband. 
but they turned her back over to Israel. This is uh, she doesn't speak English. This is her daughter translating what her uh, woman, her what her mom in her eighties is uh, talking about. It is I thought I'd already told you that. Um, where is it? Uh, Fifty-four, Michael. She's saying that many, many people, a swarm of people came through the fence. The defense cost two and a half billion shekels and it didn't help even a little bit. My mom is saying that she was taken on the back of a motorbike with her body, uh, with her legs on one side and her head on another side. That she was taken through the plowed fields with a man in front on one side and a man behind her. And that while she was being taken, she was hit by uh, sticks by Shabab. Yeah, Shabab people. Until they reached the tunnels, there they walked for a few kilometers on the wet ground. There are a huge, um, huge um, network of tunnels underneath. It looks like a spider web. I'm sure they're going to be debriefing her since she's actually seen the tunnels and been in them. Uh, I thought it was interesting that right off the bat, she criticizes how much they spent of taxpayer money on that fence that didn't do them any good. But uh, yeah, I can see why that would stick in your craw. Oh, yeah. When the dust is settled, if it ever settles, uh, the Israeli regime and Benny Netanyahu are going to be, well, they're through. Well, a lot of the younger people or people on the left in Israel already headed Netanyahu for some of the moves he's trying to make with the government. Now, everybody that's, you know, more conservative on the right who liked him as a hard ass, they don't like him because turns out the government failed like you couldn't even imagine they could fail in terms of protecting him so he has so little support right now that's an interesting thing about this war i mean you know you if you're if you're going to use the whole it's their 9-11 thing after 9-11 george bush had a 97 percent approval rating netanyahu has like no approval rating yeah yeah that's a pretty big difference but anyway what is hamas up to pr wise letting some of these people go. And then um, there's translation from some Hamas guys yesterday. We'll let all the hostages go. You turn the water back on. Um, you know, we're And tri- Israel's already killed, I think they claim, 22 of them through their bombing. We're not killing the hostages. Israel is. The release of the hostages is clearly an effort to make it seem as though, well, of course we'll release them. Just don't invade us, and it's a matter of time. If the hope for the... Remember in the early days of this... If there is no hope for the hostages, Israel can just do what they need to do, period. But if there's a feeling that, well, we could get them out, we should probably negotiate, then Hamas gets the delay they're they're hoping for, apparently. Joe Biden said appropriately it works the other way around. You give the hostages back, then you get the water and the fuel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their their kind talk about we want to negotiate. We're calling for a ceasefire and just yeah. I, I I don't even know how you ever get to the point of a human being where you could do the things that they did to people, including children. Good lord, wanton cruelty and death. Yeah, you don't want to watch the videos. You don't even want to read the descriptions no, of the videos. I don't. I've I've gotten enough of a taste of it to understand. Okay, it's a uh, 
I think it helps, though, if, to take in what you can stand to take in, um, to be reminded that the call of a AOC or, well, she's a dope. There's no point in citing her. But the call of anybody for, oh, hey, everybody needs to calm down. Let's negotiate. Let's have a ceasefire. After Hamas committed the obscene, unspeakable acts of horror, they're supposed to sit down at the bargaining table? No, I suggest they wipe them out. I think maybe wipe them out the way you would be calling for if this was done to Americans. Um, more on that later. This topic won't go away. Using your sick days. So we got this text. Thought we'd throw, it, throw this in as a counter to what we've been saying. So if you have six days that will get tossed if you don't use them and you get paid anyway, why wouldn't you use them? Says this. Because there's work to be done, you lazy jackass. My argument would be, and maybe I'm a old-fashioned simpleton, but my argument would be the company is providing paid sick days so that if you get sick, like really sick, God forbid, you don't have to worry about how am I going to be this sick, go to work, pay my bills, etc.? There's there's a, a safety net in case yeah. you ever need it, like I once did when I had cancer. So they set that up for everybody, and you hope hopefully you don't ever need to be, you won't ever be so sick that you need to use those. They're not for you to, to just enjoy as a free day off to go to the beach and get paid for it. The culture changes. A lot of people see it differently. I actually see it as immoral. To use those sick days as not being sick. I think it's immoral. A lot of companies no longer use the term sick days. It's just uh, PTO, paid time off. You get a certain amount. Use it for whatever you want. Yeah, I don't know how how that works if you get super sick. Anyway, uh, more on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.